0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Welcome to a Real Man Wood podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. What's up, man? What's going on?
2: Uh, Not too much. I played in a golf tournament last weekend. It was pretty horrible, but still it's fun. I hadn't done that in a while. Um, Right now I'm moving. So it's pretty, uh, this kind of hectic around here, boxes everywhere and got to help, you know, get some help and and finalizing that. So just moving and, and yeah, not, not too pumped about our our two and three uh, showing last week, but uh, we'll get to that. What about you, Liz? How's it going?
1: Yeah, I was, I I imagine moving is very stressful. It probably distracts you from making good picks against the spread. (laughs) The Packers, which was your pick. I mean, they should have lost outright. You know, they, they really should have lost outright. And I'll tell you, it made me do something differently this week. And then you were like, the Redskins is on you. Yeah, it was on me. That yeah. was one of the couple that we won. That was actually the only solid win, and even that one wasn't that solid because the Panthers were driving down six uh, in the last you know, closing seconds. But the craziest one was the Falcons. Did you see how we covered in the Falcons?
2: I didn't, um, I think I heard you talking about it. I, don't, I didn't know exactly how crazy that was. No, go into that was a long so, field goal.
1: So Atlanta's up two, and we need to, we're laying three and a half. So they're only up two, and there's like two and a half minutes left or whatever, and they're at like the 38-yard line of the Bucks, and it's third and two. If they get the first down, like they're pretty much going to run out the clock, and they're going right. to win by two. So they do some stupid play. I remember thinking, that's a stupid play, oh. and they get stuffed Okay, so it's fourth and one or fourth and two from like 37, 38, whatever it is. And or maybe it's the 40, actually. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's fourth down. What are they going to do? And I'm like, oh, they're trying the field goal. This is amazing. I can't believe they're even attempting the field goal. This is the greatest thing ever. I thought they were going to punt. But I guess, you know, up two, then a field goal beats you. So, you know, you wanna, don't want a field goal to beat you. So Matt Bryant. He he hurts himself on the kick. I saw you like twisted. I was going to
2: say now I totally remember because I said to myself, wow, that gave us the cover while he injured himself. Yes. Okay. It was a
1: 57 yard field goal. I I did not realize
2: it was that long Is a thing. That's what I I did. So not only
1: did we need to get stuffed on that third and two, but then we needed them to even attempt the field goal, which was many coaches would have punted there. Sure. And, And then he makes the field goal, but then the bucks get the ball back and they've got plenty of time. Of course they need the touchdown but they get it down to like the 20 or the 15 or whatever. And you saw that crazy play at the end of the game. Yeah, of
2: course. Yeah, yeah. they get the ball back, but in a game with a crazy high over under, you know? So um, yeah, they yeah. So what did you think of that? Would it have counted? I heard uh, heard that you can't, you know, at the end there, only the person who fumbles can advance. And I don't think... It's fun to talk about, but I don't think it would have counted.
1: Yeah, only the person who fumbles can advance, but the laterals were legit. And if Deshaun Jackson catches it cleanly...
2: Yeah, I don't know. if Yeah, so the first one was a ladder. Yeah, okay. I think I, uh, either way. It was, it was, yeah, it was a brilliant play. I
1: mean, it was, it was crazy because I'm like, what? They're doing a quarterback draw from like the 18-yard line? Like, that's crazy. And <laughs> right. then like he gets like 10 yards and then all of a sudden he tosses it. I'm like, oh, shit. This is – and then they toss it again. I'm like, he's going to score a touchdown. And then Deshaun Jackson drops it. And I was like, thank God. That was a serious yeah. sweat. But then we were 2-1. and one, And then the Rams were up 23. And I'm like, oh, we're going to be 3-1. and one. We're crushing this week. And we ended up 2-3. and three. Because of your terrible Packers pick.
2: Yeah, one, I will say one thing, with good thing with Washington, I felt slightly confident leading up just because I felt so unconfident. So many people were saying that's a bad pick with all the injuries, you know, so that one definitely, it, seemingly the ones we get trashed the most of, uh, are the ones that come through. The Niners, I just want to say that there was no incentive for me to like reverse jinx. Like I i didn't want them to win secretly or something. I mean, I could see someone who's a really into their team, and I'm sure I've been guilty of it in the past of doing that. But you know, I mean, they had lost at home to the Cardinals and they'd looked genuinely bad. I thought it was a good spot for the Packers. Like, I really, I, I don't know. I stand by that, you know, just even separated from being a Niners fan. But boy, that was dead wrong for sure.
1: I mean, the Niners were the better team. They should have won that game. First of all, Jimmy Graham yeah. definitely fumbled. He definitely fumbled. Oh, forward progress to stop. What are you talking about? It wasn't remotely stopped. The Niners fumbled twice and threw the pick.
2: Uh, the Still NFC the Championship game. game in my face. I was there, 49ers at Ahmad Bradshaw. So I don't want to hear you talk about forward progress. <laughs> you Remember that? I mean, that was, oh, that was, that was a tough yeah. one. But yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. No, I, for sure. And Marquise Goodwin, my God, nah, where's that been all year? Look at a healthy Goodwin. And and yeah, if Beath, Bethard's competent in that system, a team that I thought was good enough, you know, to to, to threaten the playoffs. Yeah, apparently they're not going to be a doormat necessarily.
1: Yeah. So because of you doing that, uh, I was going to take the Chiefs this week. I will get to it in a minute. Uh-huh. But I switched to the Bengals because Jeff thought the line should be 10 and made the Chiefs' his best bet. So then I thought, no, no, this is just like right. what Dalton did last week. You start to get all <laughs> depressed and self-pitying right. about your own team, oh. and you just overrate the extent to which they're bad. So I was actually on the Chiefs, and I switched yeah. to the Bengals it's just fun. because I saw you make the same mistake.
2: Yeah, no, I like I like that reasoning for sure. It's better than any other we can come up with. And, and then and then we were just flat out wrong on the Browns and Chargers. This Chargers, I suggest we just stay away from them. If we're on them or against them, it's just bad news.
1: Yeah, I mean, they might be good. You know, uh, I think it's uh, – I'm going to blame Ted Bell for this because he stoked my Chargers mocking way too much. So you start to get, like, in a camp, you're like, yeah, the Chargers, those right. sabermetric right. morons, they always like the Chargers. They're always wrong. Maybe they're right this year. You don't want to. You don't want to stay on in that camp of, you know, when you're seeing it before your when you know right in front of your face that it's that it's right this year, if they're actually really good and they don't even have Bosa back yet, you know, if they're actually living up to their metrics finally, then. You
2: yeah, know, Rivers is having an MVP type season for sure. He looks he looks awesome. Um, what uh, what else What else are you doing before we get to this week's games? You've been watching any of the uh, baseball playoffs? I'm sure you're, you're. I'm sure you're pumped for the NBA starting.
1: Uh, I'm not really pumped for any of that stuff. I, I. Watched a little bit of the Yankees, the game they lost sixteen to one. I went to be, I saw like the first inning was zero zero, and I was like, yeah, they're gonna win this game. Woke up, checked the box score, we sixteen to one. I don't really watch a lot of baseball playoffs if the Yankees aren't in it, and even when they are, it's just it's not like football where you can just get the condensed version and just watch it the next day. And I'm not gonna like watch a whole game the next day. So yeah, I've been out of the baseball playoffs. You know, Dre and me co-drafted a team. Basically, Dre drafted an NFBKC team for me, um, and he's running it. And he got some interesting guys. He got, I think he got Carl Anthony Towns at four overall, which seems kind of crazy, but I trust him. Oh um, no, no and,
2: that's not no, that's not crazy okay. at all. It's, and then
1: Andre Drummond in round two. Now I'm sure if Dre's doing it, it's not crazy because yeah. he knows what he's doing. Got a, both of the Celtics guys like Jason Tatum and the other young guy. So I, I like the team. It, it sounds like it's you know. I trust his judgment, and it's going to be fun to root for. But no, I'm not really into uh, any of that stuff. I, I finished Better Call Saul, uh, that the, the you know the end of it, I guess, and it was good. You know, it wasn't like mind blowing, but it was good.
2: Oh, so you're you're totally caught up then?
1: Yeah, I'm caught up. I'm a, I'm at the end of the end. Okay. of
2: it. Yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah, this season, um, I I really liked it. Um, but um, I'd say more so it's probably like a top of my my TV list this year more so just because no other show has really blown me away I mean The Americans final season was really really good but um yeah I'm with you obviously the brother wasn't in this season and some people my wife had a real hard time with the uh the whole Mike thing with the the people in the in the uh the runway you know that that whole storyline
1: Yeah yeah yeah
2: the Germans, uh, yeah. you know, didn't, yeah. just, she didn't love that either. But uh, anyway, I think it's a great show and really, really well made. And this is a directing. And, and I, am, I am totally into the, the transformation, obviously, into Saul. So so uh, nice. You caught up on that. So that, that's good. Um, as far as NBA real quick, I just uh, I'm into it, obviously. Warriors fan. I think the Lakers are going to be better than, than most people uh, expect. Uh, obviously, LeBron there. Uh, Giannis will be my MVP pick. But um, yeah, I think that's probably our our MVP pre our NBA preview. I was mostly joking. Cause I know you're not into it, but will you follow that team at all? I know you can't play DFC DFS is the thing. Like that's, right, that's of what's a lot of fun is playing of NBA DFS. So yeah, I could see it. You know, you're a Knicks I mean, fan and yeah, here's I the can see-
1: Here's the problem. The reason I don't play D- DFS, sometimes Jeff and I'll co-do a lineup through his account is I can get a VPN and play DFS. But if I ever won like a hundred grand now, right. like even though nobody gives a shit, Oh, who cares? what's the deal? It's technically illegal. It's technically against the law. And because I, Work for Rotowire, then there'd be all sorts of scrutiny, just like when that dude at DraftKings right, won that right. money. Like we sell, you know, we we're like a you know they're a client of ours, so like we give them player notes. So, you know, Fanduel and whatever. If if I win a huge thing on Fanduel and it, and I did a VPN, then it would look bad. So I don't. That's why I don't play. Like I would play, yeah. I want to play, but and nobody would care because I probably won't win and nobody would know. But I just feel like it just cuts off the upside. If I had if I won, then it would be a problem that. You never want the upside to be a problem, you know? So I'm just like, whatever. Eventually they'll get in the EU and I'll play. That, that's basically it. And you know what? The truth is, like, I play in the summer when I'm in L.A., like baseball all the time, and it's miserable. You know, you waste so much time just <laughs> tracking your stupid team, and yeah. then you end up winning, like, 8 bucks, losing 15 bucks, whatever. You're, like, you spend hours refreshing. It's horrible. If I ever were to play, like, for real, and invest money and try to win. I think like the best thing to do would never be to watch or sweat ever. Just go out and like live live your life. But it's hard cuz you get you're so like, Ooh, what's going on? I got to check." You know, it's just and you realize how much time gets wasted. It's a blessing I think, that I can't play.
2: At least some of the most successful DFS players are like that, I think. When actually watching the games, I don't of think course, they do. You, so. You're going to
1: get burnt out, man. How can you you can't live your life like that glued to a screen? You yeah. got to get out. You got to get outside. I spend too much time on the screen as it is. By the way, I started this new show uh, on Netflix called Maniac. Have you seen it?
2: Oh, it's on top of my list. I've not started. I seen like
1: four episodes. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's getting weird in a more normal way now, like episode four. But like, I seriously felt not that I would know what this is like, of course, that I was on LSD. I mean, I seriously felt like I was tripping, and it is just so disorienting. Like it is like it's it's cool. It's weird. It's just weird. But through three four episodes I'm, I'm into it i like it like i look forward to it i don't know where it's going i'm not really sure what the point of it is yet but it's it's pretty trippy
2: yeah no i've heard uh, i've heard good things like i said it was toward the top of my list of, of shows to watch next and now that you're you're into it i'll uh, i'll put it toward the top i i, I don't know if it's
1: good it. yet i don't know if it's good but it's definitely watchable Definitely
2: I mean, intriguing right yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah.
1: It's, it's like right. okay let's, let's see right. where this goes
2: Right. But you did so. You did really like Better Call Saul, right? I didn't want to like short shift that. I mean, you no, did no, like. I it. really liked it. I,
1: of course, it was okay. one of the best shows. You know, oh. it's like a top twenty show of all time. I just felt and, like and, the, the last season was a little like anticlimactic. I, there are some. No, guys, that,
2: that is fair. That there is are fair. some
1: guys. Here, here's what I'll say without spoiling it. Okay. There's some guys that I don't remember from Breaking Bad, and you know, obviously it's a prequel to Breaking Bad.
2: Right.
1: That I thought would have to get killed, so that we see why they're not in Breaking Bad, and you just don't really get the whole story. Right. Yeah, you know, right. but that's well, fine. You don't need the whole story. I mean, it's not; they're not important characters, really. In the end, so,
2: and just a degree of difficulty too. If you look at it that way, like a prequel, I thought it was a horrible idea when I heard about it and the fact that it's you know one of the best shows well, since then. Is pretty pretty what impressive. they need to
1: do, they need to make the prequel to Better Call Saul, yeah. <laughs> um, and Michael be even older when he's in it. So Michael yeah. be like a hundred, yeah. and he'll be playing be him being fifty. You
2: know, yeah, that, that dude's like older than his real age too. Yeah, that guy's have a hard life.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that dude be, does like look
1: that. old and. Like in, in Breaking Bad, like at the beginning, like Mike was probably like 70 or 68 or whatever the actor, I don't know how old he really is. Sure. And, uh, you know, he could be like a tough old guy, but here was like, he's probably like 80, you know, it's probably been 10 (laughs) years and it's, it's harder to be like, he can't beat up these guys or he can't, you know, like he's, he's, he's getting up, he's getting up there.
2: Right. And they're going backward of the timeline. So he should be getting younger. That's what I mean. Right. No, it's great. And I told you
1: they screwed up the, uh his granddaughter like the whole thing in breaking bad about his granddaughter and she's like i don't know 6 or 7 when in the end of breaking bad but she's like 8 in better call saul yeah they just totally actually addressed up. that
2: 'Cause that shows like they're like known for being meticulous about every little thing, but the, the makers have actually just admitted that it's far, far easier to work with older uh kid act- kid actresses. Like they they just, they were just admitted, like it's like, yeah. not
1: important how old she is, so yep. who cares? They're like, it's We
2: just... don't care, you just you just need to close your eyes on this one little thing. Sorry, it's just far, far too much of a headache to deal with children actresses. That's what they said. Sorry. <laughs> they, they were just they like,
1: Oh shit, yeah. So they're obviously aware that, that made no sense, but they're like Yep, it's not yep. gonna it's not important to the story, so just yep. who cares?
2: Yeah, I think no, I can't yeah. take
1: it, dude. I reject it. Here's the other thing I was I was talking about with Jeff on the radio. Um, is that like I saw, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy a couple years ago. It sucked. Yeah. It's embarrassingly bad.
2: What a stupid
1: movie. Somebody So many
2: people told me to watch that and I couldn't get through yeah. 10 minutes. Okay. I, I can, okay. On, Twitter, so
1: I, on Twitter, some loser guy that I followed, some economist guy that I thought was smart, recommended it to like his followers, you know, and I was one of them. I was like, oh, okay, good. A good action movie. And Heather and I were in this phase where we'd switch off. You know, she could pick one or I would I, pick one. Uh, because, and she picked, um, wild, wild tales, that Argentine movie. Oh, so like she (laughs) takes me to like one of the best movies I've seen in the last five years. I take her to the worst movie she's seen in the last five years. So that's, that makes me look like an idiot. Right. So I'm following this douchebag and he tells me to go see that. And because for me, action movies, a good action movie, like a born movie is it's a plus, like it's, you go to a movie theater and you see the born movies, like those things are serious. They're hard hitting. It's like, it's realistic in a sense, you know what I mean? It may not be realistic that one guy's that badass, but it's realistic in like, nobody has superpowers, no no, like totally ridiculous stuff usually happens. It's like, everything's like kind of tight. And this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, is so dumb. The guy does a dance at the end to trick and distracts the bad guy. And then they take the orb or whatever. It's like, that's just so fucking stupid. Like, really, I, I mean, even if you were like 12, you'd be like, that's stupid.
2: No, it's it's that, that's for some people I guess I'm totally with you though I've it's had a lot of dumb. people tell me to watch that and I couldn't get through 10 I minutes mean, are you minutes, kidding me
1: and then yeah. and then, so I saw Mission Impossible we talked about that a few weeks ago and it was the same thing it wasn't as bad as that but it was like it was okay but it was this bantery bullshit super fake like you know of course it's not going to happen like this I don't know man, I, I just don't understand I, I and I got into with Jeff and I said you know I can suspend because he was saying oh you know you didn't like that being unrealistically but you didn't mind them like going through outer space and doing X Y and Z I'm like I, don't, I can suspend any sort of you know realisticness in terms of like the realm, the world, the rules, the physics, the laws. I can watch a vampire movie. I can watch anything as long as you tell me okay, here's the rule: the vampire can do this, but he can't do that, and he's susceptible to this. And it's set in this planet where it's blah blah blah. It can be totally fictional, fa- fantastic. It can be totally fantastic and not realistic in that sense. But as long as the characters are realistic, and as long as once you like set up the rules of the, the realm, the, the story abides by those rules, I'm fine. Fine with it. You know, I can suspend disbelief in that in that area. But if it's like so stupid, like the interactions between the characters or what would happen, the guy's gonna get distracted because he's doing this dumb dance. To me that it's just you lost me, man. I can I can suspend disbelief. I love sci fi, but I can't deal with a stupid Story, a stupid oh, yeah. plot, characters that don't interact properly, things that are not realistic, fake characters, characters that don't talk like actual human beings, characters that are obviously written to seem some way. That's why I couldn't get through that stupid uh, Netflix show that you like, the Mind Mind Hunter or whatever.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, Mind Hunter, yeah. Um, <laughs> you got hung up on like one side. That, that relationship conversation issue the That conversation between the
1: dude but... and the girl was so bad that I was like, I cannot. Whoever wrote this show, if you left this in, then you, then you cannot make a good show. That was my feeling on that.
2: I, I do respect that you you gave up on it on based on that one conversation. But um, I'm, I'm actually mostly with you here. I, I don't watch Walking Dead and I'm I'm not a big sci fi guy. But if it's done well, is what a way what you're what you're trying to say here. I think um, I mean, I get what you're saying about setting up the rules, but just frankly, if it's just done well, like True Blood, like the first season uh, that was entertaining on HBO, that was campy and uh, I was into that. Did you watch that?
1: Dude, that's a perfect example. True Blood was good for like two seasons or whatever it was, and then they started having random rules. Oh, this kind of being can do this crazy thing that oh we didn't know about that. And there's this, but this one's older than this one, and they can do. It was just like you can't make it up as you go along. Yep, you exactly. can have one surprise that sort of is hinted at all along, but you got to sow that seed early and make it like a credible part of the story that's discovered. You can't just have random different creatures with crazy different powers all of a sudden. Oh, we just well, this is a totally different thing that we. You can't have it like that. It doesn't work, and then it just becomes stupid. There's no discipline in the story. You know that was that just completely devolved.
2: Yeah, I was really into the first two seasons, and it's a show otherwise you know vampires I would never be into, but right. it was done you know, it was so good, well. Dude. Yeah,
1: it was so, good. It just right. totally devolved.
2: Right. Exactly. All right. Before we get to the games, I was going to bring up Saquon Barkley to you anyway. Just after watching those last couple of runs, his last game. I mean, not just the the catches, but that one TD run. It looked like he hit the turbo boost button. It's just so impressive. I heard um, someone refer to his running style as parkour, or, or something. Yeah. I forget yeah. who said it, but we it. yeah, yeah. It might have been Danny Kelly on the from the ringer, I think. Uh, whoever yeah. it, was, it was, it was excellent. Um, but he's the man. He he really is the best running back in football right now. Um, you're probably going to say that the only argument is is he the greatest ever. But um, um, I was the greatest running back
1: I'm, I've ever seen. And I you know I watched yeah. Barry Sanders and I watched a little bit of Walter Payton. I don't remember. I remember Pete Emmett Smith and obviously Marshall Falk. I'm not old enough to watch OJ except in the car chase. I probably saw him a couple times in the 70s, but don't really remember. Um, and I'm definitely not old enough to watch Jim Brown, but I just have never seen a dude who's 240 run that fast and have that much acceleration and be so deft as a pass catcher out of the backfield. And he always has to stop and reach for Eli's shitty throws. I mean, it's it, this guy is a wizard. He and Beckham. I mean, it's just uh, it, it's really frustrating that they're that are saddled with such a worthless sack at quarterback because. I think if they even had, like, last year's Case Keenum or anybody, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, whoever, I think you, you start to see, like, oh, crap, you know, you can get just a serviceable QB, and if you have Beckham and even Shepard and Ingram are great complementary players. Ingram runs a 4-4 four, four as a tight end. I mean, this should be, like, the most incredible offense of all time. And, and even with an average quarterback, even with just a fill-in, it would be amazing. But...
2: Well, got, do you want to talk about that more? I mean, you wrote about an East Coast offense. I know we have on this, but do you want to yeah, elaborate? I, mean,
1: I, I just wrote that like it's the, the, it's a bad argument to say, oh, you always have to take the QB. Because it, it's like if you have a generational QB or if you think Mayfield's that or if you get an Andrew Luck or somebody or Peyton Manning, fine, take the QB. I, I would never say take Barkley. But if you just look at the QBs like Darnold and Rosen and Allen and Lamar Jackson, you, if you don't like those guys, if you think, oh, they're okay, they could be pretty good, then you definitely take Barkley. Or you could have taken Denzel Ward or Bradley Chubb. I mean, all of those would be good picks. But to take a generational running back to me is, is fine. I mean, you look at Marshall Falk, huge, huge contributions in the passing game. And, you know, maybe if Falk misses the game or Barkley misses the game, the line moves one or two points. And you think, well, you know, if Aaron Rodgers misses the game, the line moves seven or eight points. Well, that's because Deshaun Kaiser is the guy backing him up. Even Ryan Tannehill. If you watch if you saw the Bears uh, last week, the Bears Dolphins line it was it was Bears minus three at Miami. Tannehill gets scratched right before the game. Brock Osweiler starts. It's minus seven. So Tannehill to Osweiler was four points. That's like at least half of the Rodgers to Kaiser move. So a lot of it's not just because Rodgers is good; it's because Kaiser's terrible or, or Brett Hundley or whoever it was. Right. And so okay, so the difference between Tannehill and Rogers is only four points. Well. Tannehill's below average. If it was like Matthew Stafford, it would probably be like two points. So now when you downgrade from Rogers to Stafford, it's like two, two and a half points, something like that. Well, Falk is probably one and a half points. Barkley, probably something like that. So now we're getting close. Well, it's still more from the quarterback. Sure. But then you got to look at the likelihood of the... (laughs) It's not just so we see the quarterback's more valuable, right? To get a great quarterback is better than an average quarterback or an above average quarterback. Just like a great running back is better than an above average running back. And the quarterback's by a bigger margin. But then you got to look at, okay, so if you're getting like two and a half to one on your upside, what are the odds that Barkley is that guy and what are the odds that Darnold is that guy? I think it's quite obvious, and it was before the draft, that there's a much greater chance that Barkley is Falk level, which is v- as high as it gets, in my opinion, for a running back, than Darnold is Rodgers level. That's like almost impossible that Darnold is Rodgers level. And it seems like it's like 50-50 or 35% that Barkley is Falk level. You're not just looking at, you know, what the score is if, if, if you get it, but also how likely are you to get it? And so, again, if you have a can't-miss prospect like Peyton or Andrew Luck or somebody, well, then you're likely to get it, and the upside is just too high to pass on it. And then you, and people say, well, why are you using Stafford as the baseline? That's a pretty high baseline. That team would be lucky to have Stafford. Well, I went and listed all the quarterbacks. Stafford's like 12th, 13th best. You know, and I put him ahead of guys like Deshaun Watson, James Winston, you know, good quarterbacks. There's 16 QBs that are Stafford level against the spread. Basically would make no difference whether it was Stafford or better. And there's seven QBs that were taken like in the first few picks this year or last year that are, you know, guys like Mayfield and Darnold and, you know, Trubisky and whoever that that the team hopes is at least as good as Stafford, if not better, the future of the franchise. And there's only like eight or nine teams that has a worse QB. And those eight or nine teams are teams, guys like Alex Smith, Joe Flacco, Those guys are only like a point worse than Stafford at most against the spread. As we said, Tannehill's only two points worse probably, and he's one of the worst. So, like, everybody has a competent quarterback. Guys like Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, they're not even starting. Quarterbacks are plentiful. Everyone's like, oh, I don't know. You got to get a quarterback. Look what they did. Now they're stuck with Eli. No, being stuck with Eli was a, a separate choice and a bad one. There's no reason to have Eli. There's many better quarterbacks than Eli. Eli's not even. Kaepernick is a better quarterback the than
2: NFL Eli. The NFL is so loaded at a quarterback. Kaepernick can't even get a job. I was just saying that.
1: Yeah, and, and think about it. Like, everyone's like, oh, Darnold looks good. He's getting 8.5 YPA against this team, 8 YPA. Dude, it's so inflated. It's like sending yeah. your kid to one of the fancy private schools like I went to in New York. And it's like, oh, he's got an A minus average. Yes, yeah, so what? He's like 40th in his class out of 100. Everybody gets an A minus. What do you think you're paying for at that school? It's not, you, you can't measure it anymore the same way. It's all about, you know, relative, relatively speaking. I mean, Francis Patrick had three 400 yard games this year to start the season. Mitch Trubisky threw six touchdown passes in a game. A nutless monkey could play quarterback in the NFL these days. Sure.
2: What do you think about the fact that the running backs careers are so much shorter, though? So you have like a finite, you better get that quarterback, at least a competent one. You think it's just really bad luck that, that, you know, the Giants have run into this situation. happen to have a bottom three QB
0: situation.
1: Well, it's not bad luck. It's that they were stupid enough. And I think came from ownership and John Mara,
0: that total nutless monkey. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best 0% Intro APR and Balance Transfer credit card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time, as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn 4 times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get 2 times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. If you're into cashback or travel rewards, US Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is US Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from VC USA Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
1: That they wanted to keep Eli. I mean that was a that was a choice. You know, it wasn't bad luck. It's they-
0: wasn't
2: the word. Okay, I guess timing is if someone were to argue that it's okay to take a running back early, it would certainly be better for your frame that if he didn't have a bottom of the barrel quarterback. You can, you know, yeah. No, you
1: cannot. It doesn't matter who your running back is if you have Eli at quarterback. Like it's that's, like almost unsalvageable. So, in that sense, yeah, of course. If, if you're gonna if if the if if the construction is okay, you have a bottom of the barrel running back and a good quarterback, or a bottom of the barrel quarterback and a good running back. Of course, you're going to take the former. You're going to take you know you're going to take the quarterback that's serviceable with the crap running back. But I just don't – I think that's a false choice because I just think anybody can get a serviceable QB. Teddy Bridgewater was free. Tyrod Taylor was cheap, trade for. You know, these, these guys are – they grow on trees now. So the idea that you, you should never have Eli, that should never be a situation. The only reason you should ever have a bottom five quarterback is if it's like Josh Allen who is bottom five but, you, you know, you, you thought he was better. You're drafting for upside.
2: Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter if quarterbacks are getting better, right? uh, You know, evolution or if just the rules are changing. The fact of the matter is the stats are, are, are quite clearly changing and we need to adjust our scale.
1: Entirely. We have to adjust our scale. And I also think it matters less because let's say, like, I'll just give you an extreme example to make the point. Let's say the worst quarterback in the league got 15 yards per passing attempt and the best one got 20. There'd be no difference between the two. Because even though five yards for passing attempt, is that's bigger than the best or the worst right now, that range. Um, right. It would make no difference because everybody would score a touchdown every time. The guy with 15 would just do it a little slower. So given the rules of football, if once you start to inflate quarterbacks and, and push things toward offense, it's, the great quarterbacks matter less. Joe Montana mattered more, in my opinion, than Aaron Rodgers matters now. Because right. even though Rodgers is, you know, the best in his era, Matthew Stafford can shoot it out with him just the same because it's easy to score points now. If Joe Montana was the only guy who could score points, and, you know, maybe Marino and L.A, but, like, half the teams just really couldn't move the ball, so they ran it all the time, they couldn't move it through the air very successfully, then, like, having a guy who could, even at 7 YPA, 7.5 YPA, whatever those guys got, was such a massive advantage, as you start to inflate because the, you know there's the rule where you have 10 yards to get a first down that hasn't changed. They haven't been like, "Oh, since there's more yards per play, it's 7.5 YPA is the league average this year. Now that we get more yards per play than we ever have, let's make it 12 yards for a first down. Let's make everything proportional, you know, to scale and let's make the field 120 yards long. If we did that, then then everything would stay at scale. So you'd be like, "Okay, yeah, it's fine that you Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, well, he has a ridiculous YPA, but just take a Andy Dalton's getting 7.7 or 7.6. It's fine, but now you need 12 yards for a first down and 120 yards for a touchdown. And so Andy Dalton really doesn't score any points. But without inflating the first down rule and the size of the field, moving everybody up actually makes it less important to have a great quarterback.
2: No, that absolutely makes sense, and uh, I don't. I think it's people are are not really coming around to that quite yet, but um, it, it does make sense. Obviously, everyone wants to have a franchise quarterback and a young one. I I certainly was excited getting Jimmy G as you know any as any possible sport can be is getting that franchise QB. But these this does all make sense, and and the scale needs to be adjusted. And and having Barkley has to be pretty damn exciting as well. How That's sick awesome. is seriously? I mean, he's yeah, so
1: it's so fun to watch. And Beckham is so good. I just hope they don't destroy Beckham because they're so stupid. Because Beckham and Barkley, I mean, on the same team, that is ridiculous. And Evan Ingram and Shepard. Shepard's a second round pick, Ingram's a first round pick. They are loaded. I, I don't really understand. And Shermer is a good offensive coach. I don't think people realize how close they are to having the best offense in the NFL. They just need an O. If Andy Dalton were the QB, they'd be fine. I mean, you know, any of these guys.
2: Yeah, no, Eli is Eli is really that bad. Um before we get to these games, I, I was gonna only bring up a couple of things you can touch on, both or neither, was uh I saw you respond to someone on Twitter for calling you out, I believe on the XM, and then I wondered if you wanted to touch, even if you followed it at all, the defenses don't matter debate that happened last week in the football community.
1: I don't know who I called out. I call out lots of people on Twitter, so I'm I'm not sure which don't
2: someone called you a douche or something, you say or Oh no, you were being mean to Jeff. That's what I think it was. Uh, yeah. on I am happened? mean to
1: Jeff all the time, just like I'm mean to you. And oh, you know, yeah. a lot of these guys, they take it seriously. You know, I don't know. There's just a lot of humorless scolds out there. That's all I got to say. All
2: right. Okay. Right. Well,
1: there's a lot of humorless scolds, so I try to joke around with them, but they're just...
2: You well, know, they, I enjoy it. Just, right. Yeah.
1: You know, what can I do? What can I... I try. All right. Um, listen, all right. I don't know if you've read the Tao Te Ching, Dalton, but there's a, there's a verse in there that translates as, what is a bad man but a, a good man's problem? What, no, no, what is a bad man but a good man's job? What is a good man but a bad man's teacher? You know, what can I say?
2: Uh, all right. <laughs> I have not read that, but that's eye-opening. Yes. Uh, all right, so what? You, uh, you want to go to the games then? Yeah,
1: and I got some political stuff at the end too.
2: Okay, all right, cool. Uh, Thursday night, uh, Denver uh, giving uh, one and a half or two points uh, in Arizona.
1: Yeah, I took the Cardinals, so did you. It was a cons- It was a unanimous pick. I made it a pick'em. I think you know Denver's probably a little better, but I'm not laying wood on the road with Denver.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of, um, I kind of like this. I think Arizona's a little bit better than most teams, but most people perceive them. So I would actually consider this one. Did you not feel that strongly?
1: I wouldn't use it. Yeah, I, I felt really this this week in general. I, I didn't really feel strongly, so that one would be that one. Uh, here's what I liked about it: I didn't agonize over it one bit.
2: Not even a little, right? Yeah, me I neither.
1: It was like Cardinals.
2: All right, me neither. All right, I'm definitely earmarking that one. I'm glad you, you agree. Okay, next. Um, this one is. Uh, I'm glad this one they move is 6:30 a.m. my time in London, so I get a standalone game these days with kids. I'm up anyway. So Tennessee against the Chargers. Chargers favored by six and a half.
1: Yeah, I took Tennessee. I you know the Chargers were in Cleveland. I think they had to stay in Cleveland because you can't mm. go back to L.A. and then go to London. It's a lot of travel. So they have a worse travel schedule, and it's just sort of a buy super cheap titans lost 21 nothing at home i just think like at a principle i made the line four and a half so i was surprised it was this big I, was, I thought it might be three and a half and then i would end up on the chargers but when i saw six and a half i realized i guess i was on a buy low so i took the titans
2: yeah i took the titans as well but i went back and forth on this one maybe the chargers are for real but anytime you believe in them that's when um they they disappoint you i, mean, they I, would,
1: disappoint I would use too. this one if we had to but let's table it for a sec
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're, we're similar there then. Uh, next, New England uh, giving three or three, and I don't know what we use for staff picks. Right now in Vegas Insider, it's minus three at Chicago.
1: Yeah, we use three for staff picks, but I'd, I'd be yeah. very curious if we're three and a half. I took the Bears. I thought anything over two and a half, that was the right call. Patriots haven't been good on the road. Now, a lot of it is just the Patriots figure it out early, and they've probably figured it out, and they're probably an elite team yeah. again. But in Chicago, that's not an easy game. The Bears will be up for it. I think it'll be kind of a war.
2: Yeah, maybe I'm a sucker, but give me New England, and even if it was three and a half, I was going to send that in to you. Uh, I just think this New England team is is far different uh this time of year. They are they often start out slow, but now they have a healthy Michelle, Josh Gordon, and Edelman back. I don't know. They just seem kind of loaded on offense to me, and, and this is the time they're going to click. And Chicago, maybe they're obviously better than last week. Crazy, they went five quarters without a sack, but. Uh, again, maybe the soccer side road favorite, but I, I think the Patriots take care of business here. I again Chicago quarterback situation there, so but let's we'll stay away.
1: Did you you see when uh they asked Bill Belichick? They said, uh, does Khalil Mack remind you of Lawrence Taylor? And he was like, Lawrence Taylor? You're talking about Lawrence Taylor? No, he's not in the same <laughs> class with Lawrence, as Lawrence is Lawrence. I did not I see that, that I you looked at that. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> yeah, on, just... Lawrence Taylor. You obviously weren't old enough to watch Lawrence Taylor if you think Khalil Mack's in the same class as Lawrence Taylor. What a
2: joke. Calm down with that comparison, for sure. (laughs) Cleveland, uh, uh, three-point underdogs in Tampa.
1: Total coin flip. I made the line three. I took the Browns. I don't know. I'm a glutton for punishment. I mean, Hugh Jackson is so out to lunch, but Mayfield had a lot of drops. You know, he was playing pretty well, and whatever. I I don't have a strong feeling. I, I took the Browns. I would not use this.
2: Me, too. I took the Browns. Same exact feeling. Would not total stay away from me um detroit uh well the line's finally up here so is it two and a half or minus three we went with less than that in staff picks didn't we in miami
1: yeah the only the only thing i saw was minus one uh yeah on one book and the other ones were off so i used it but i guess it's moved to minus three i'm sure it'll be minus three or whatever two and a half three in the uh, super contest i don't know if Tannehill's playing maybe that's why it's minus three because they think no, it's
2: Os- osweiler uh, has been announced
1: okay i like the dolphins getting three if it's three
2: if you like them getting one, you really like them getting well, three. I like them
1: getting one not knowing who the QB is. And now it's like yeah. you get three because you know that it's Osweiler. Good. But I like them getting three, but I don't, I don't want to bet on it. It's, they're better at home in the Lions. Who knows? We, we could use it, but I'm not strong on it.
2: All right. I, I actually used, laid the, the point and a half in staff picks, but who knows what this line will be. So we'll, we'll, we'll check that one, double check that one. Okay. Uh, Carol, okay. Carolina uh, underdogs, four and a half points in Philly. Who'd you take here? This one I took the points, uh, but did not feel that strong. I could see Philly getting right, and Carson Wentz totally getting right, but seemed like uh, Carolina like an ugly backdoor type. But this is not a strong one. Are you are you telling me you feel strong about this one?
1: No, I took Philly. I, I could see that. I, I think Carolina's pretty scrappy, and Newton makes plays, and I do think the Eagles are better. And against the Giants, they look like they're finally, you know, becoming the team that they were. You know, I read something. It was it was on. I, I'm really doing a disservice to this guy in the ringer who wrote this because. I tweeted this out, and I haven't. I've been too lazy to check out what the name of the author is, but I've cited the thing like three times on the radio and now. Here, but he wrote an article, and he was basically saying, like, you know, because of the collective bargaining agreement, and I've heard this before too. They're just really not allowed to practice that much. And then the average NFL player, maybe for for salary reasons or whatever reasons, maybe college systems are more pro-friendly and pro-ready. Is younger the average player in the NFL is younger than ever? So you have these guys who have less experience than ever. With less practice time than ever, because of the collective bargaining agreement, limits how much you can do in the summer and spring. And one coach was asked; he quoted him as saying, no, "No, no, the first three weeks are basically extended training camp. So, like, they're not even they don't even know much about their teams. And then, like, around week three or four, they start to get it in gear, and the teams are totally different. And especially when you think that Wentz was, you know, missing for two weeks, and Jeffrey was missing for four weeks, so the Eagles may just be starting their season
2: basically." No, totally possible. That's why that's a stay away for me. That, was a, that one did not come quickly for me. This one was actually my biggest stay away. I actually switched back and forth, and I know I'm on the donkey side. Um, I, gave, I laid seven and a half points to the Colts at home against the Bills, and Derek Anderson is starting for Buffalo. The Bills have a really good defense. I, again, I know it's a donkey side, but Indy's lost four in a row. Who in their right mind would give more than a touchdown?
1: Yeah, it definitely seemed like, holy shit, I thought it was going to be five and a half. I thought I'd be on the Colts, that the line would be four and a half. And then it's seven and a half, it was, it was a couple games were like that, where I'm like, oh, I thought I'd be on the Chargers, but I guess I'm on the Titans. I thought I'd be on the Colts, but I'm on the Bills. I think Derek Anderson is the best possible situation <laughs> if you have the Bills, because Peterman is just a, a turnover, a pick-six machine. And then Josh Allen is just not ready. He's just not ready. He's not a quarterback in the NFL. He's Tim Tebow out there. Anderson was, was – Semi-competent as Cam Newton's backup for a couple of years. Josh McCown came out of teaching school and played four more years in the NFL. I mean, you know, he knows how to play quarterback. It's not—he'll he'll connect to Kelvin Benjamin. There'll be actually downfield throws, I think, in this game.
2: Yeah, I know I, I aggressively ranked the Colts defense, like <clears throat> probably two or three this week, thinking it would be Peterman. So that probably, you know, uh, influenced my decision to lay the points when I sent this into staff picks. But now Derek Anderson, again, I switched, so I certainly wouldn't wouldn't fight for that one next one jets uh getting three three point dogs at home against the vikings
1: i made it two and a half i said if it went to three i'd take the jets then i got a real second thought wrote it up as vikings then said no i'm not going to do that i'm going to stick with the jets so i went back and forth uh i went with the jets i just think the vikings defense isn't what it was yet ever since griffin's still out and i just took the points what about you
2: yeah, me too. Held my nose. Darnold actually played well last week. Their defense isn't that bad, so uh, I'm with you. But not one that I feel too strongly about. So interesting, the VIG they're showing on giving threes like minus 120 and minus 125 in some places. So hmm, that's interesting. Well, I thought it move to uh, three and a half in a place. Right. So so obviously the money money's on the Vikings heavy there. So um, next one, Houston, uh, four and a half point dogs in Jacksonville.
1: I, this is the only one I like. I like the Jaguars. I Just as – we screwed up. We should have taken Dallas last week. It was obvious. Oh, uh, I it was, know. It was obvious. I mean, you got Jackson. I said to you, I said, "What is Jacksonville good at?" Does that matter? And the answer I was know. no. And it didn't matter. And Dallas just crushed
2: that, them. That was an ass whooping. That was like ridiculous. That that was domination. Well, it's it's.
1: I mean, what's Jacksonville going to do against an elite offensive line, Zeke Elliott, a running quarterback, and a slot receiver? All their all their skill is gone. And then it's Bortles against a tough defense on the road. It was like a terrible, terrible matchup. This is the exact opposite. The Texans you know, have a terrible offensive line. They rely mostly on their outside receivers. I mean, to me, this is like a perfect setup for the Jaguars.
2: Yeah, Houston's won three in a row, all very unconvincingly, un- unimpressively, whereas Jacksonville's lost back-to-back games. Both tough, though, in Kansas City, and Dallas. This is one of those get-right games, so I made it my best bet, me so too. I'm laying the wood with me Jacksonville. Yeah, okay, so we're using that
1: You're one. 27-10 Jaguars nice okay
2: Okay. hopefully hopefully that's true that one that one definitely came easily so so we'll go with that one so the next one new orleans uh two and a half point dogs in baltimore
1: total coin flip i i stuck with my three-point line so i took the ravens but the saints are a little better and because of ingram and the offensive line now in camara they can play the ravens game they don't have to be a finesse team i still took the ravens at home outdoors but I don't feel anything. I, I like, I actually think Justin Tucker may be the difference in this game to be honest, but I don't feel strongly.
2: Yeah. Um, the saints coming off a bye and Baltimore coming off such a great win. I don't love that setup, but I would almost use this if you wanted to, if it's less than three, I mean, don't you know, get the new Orleans outdoors. I know new Orleans is really, really good, but man, the Ravens have been just dominant defensively. Get that outdoor team given less than a field goal. I could have been talked into that one but um
1: I'm not strong uh, on it but if you want okay. it, I'll, I mean I I'm on the Ravens but I'm not strong on the Ravens.
2: Okay, okay. Uh next afternoon game, Dallas getting a point and a half in Washington.
1: Yeah, I I thought this is a good time to take the Redskins. I don't love it but Dallas has just got this massive win against an ostensibly good team and they got to go on the road against the division rival and they're both super ugly these teams. Yeah. I think you know. I think the Cowboys are better in the line. I had it two and a half, and it's only one and a half, so that's why I did it. But I mean, this to me, this was kind of like, all right, I'll hold my nose and take the Redskins.
2: Yeah, same here. Dallas has these huge home road splits, zero and three and three and zero, but uh, it's often not just that simple. So uh, I took Washington as well, but not something I felt great about. So the Rams giving what? What did you use for stat picks? It's down to nine it's and a 10, half and some ten. Year. But okay, I made the
1: one, you know what's so crazy? I made these lines, and then I compared them to the lines. Yeah, and they're moving toward my lines. This is crazy. Uh, so I, I had an 8.5, and, and I thought, okay, it's going to be about 7.5. I'm going to get the Rams. I'm going to lay the 8.5 because the, it was that heartbreaking loss Monday night, short week I like to go against teams that as good as the Niners looked. And then I saw a 10.5. I was like, holy fuck, I guess I'm on the Niners. This happened like every single time. I was like, I want, I'm making it big, 8.5 on the road to a division rival who looked good, and yet it wasn't big enough. But now it, you know, was a ten and a half when I first saw it. We got it at ten, on the staff picks. And now you're saying it's moving to nine and a half. It's Some moving ways. to like where I had it, basically.
2: Right. That's right? funny. Yeah, you're the market man. I um, I, I took the Niners here, but I just am convinced the Rams are going to cover after we used them back to back weeks in the Super Contest, and they didn't come through. But I, I took I took the points. You're saying you did as well.
1: I did, and at ten, you know, I think I'm taking the nine. I mean, I'm, I consider using them, and I could easily see the Rams winning by thirty, but. The Niners showed up and if Be- and the, the Rams defense is just not that great without Talib. Like they're just they've been run on, they've been thrown on, they're just not that great. And Niners at home, Shanahan's system looks like Bethard's kind of getting it. Breed is healthy again, Kittle's healthy again, Marquise Goodwin's healthy again. I you know, the Niners defense actually looked good. I mean, I mean Rodgers was under assault. He made some amazing plays, but
2: yeah, Buckner's good. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then you know Cooper Cups out, and he seems to be kind of a more important component than you would have thought. I mean, they keep they, both games. They kind of bogged down a little bit when they lost him. So
2: I I feel like it's a real donkey we going against the we if we them both too, and now we're going uh, for the the Niners after they just beat us last week. But yeah, we're I like, feel like that's really it's like the way chasing. to go, though. It's we're the cha- way to go. We're we should
1: last week. You know, we're like yeah. oh oh okay now you get whipsawed you're like okay maybe i was wrong i'll go on this and then you're like uh, nope right.
2: but 10, independently of that i agree with everything you just said though is the thing so i mean no, maybe the, we just... the
1: past doesn't matter forget about the past you okay. just take a, right okay
2: so yeah, you've no, they, not, they,
1: we'll, we got to see what yeah. the line is but 10 and nine right. and a half are different so okay. we got to see what the line is at the super contest
2: I almost skipped this game because I forgot they uh, they flexed out that Niner game. I you know going to probably possibly go to that in prime time if you know. Well, I definitely was going to go if Jimmy G were playing and it really mattered. But um, instead, we get Bengals six point dogs in Kansas City over under 58 half points. Another crazy high total this year. Who you got in this one? Oh, this you already told us. You you switched this, so yeah, you're fine. a Douglas monkey. And um, unfortunately, I'm with you. I was going to say I wish I was on the other side because you switched, but. But I, I, too, have the Bengals.
1: Okay, so I was going to say, th- I made the line six and a half. It's not like I made, you know, and it's six. So, right. you know, we're, it's like splitting hairs. But I, I was on the Chiefs, and then Jeff Erickson saying he thought the line was 10. So then I was like, wait, he's so pessimistic. And you always want to buy when everyone's pessimistic. And I just feel like this is a good, a good time to buy. So I, I take the Bengals, too.
2: Yeah. No, I, who knows? Kansas City might drop 50 points and blow yeah. them out. But sure. As well. Okay, final one, Monday night, your Giants, uh, five and a half point dogs in Atlanta. So
1: I made this, so I, I was like, Jeff, I made this seven, <laughs> and it was actually six when I saw it six and a half. It's all the way down to five and a half now. And then I still took the Giants, because I was like, you know what, the Giants are better on the road for God knows what reason. The Falcons are a perfect fit for the Giants, because their defense is bad, and you need like, you, know, you need that space to get going for the Giants' offense. And the Giants' defense isn't that bad, so... I don't know. I think they can hang with the Falcons.
2: Yeah, I um, I too took the points. Uh, I, I just like the Giants, especially when they're when they're getting points like that. But uh, who knows? It could
1: could get ugly. But yeah, I, I don't think they get blown out easily by the Falcons.
2: Easily, I, I don't know if I'm gonna have the pressure on, on on Eli. But yeah, with him, I I always hate backing him. But I, I too held my nose. But I only marked three here. I, I Cardinals Thursday night, Jaguars the obvious one, and 49ers. So. What what do you think in the other two here?
1: I mean, those are probably my three best. Interestingly, other candidates would be the Titans, which is super sketch. We're different on a bunch of these. I mean, I can't do the Jets. I don't feel good about that. I mean, if you want the Ravens, you can fight
2: for it. Yeah, I might fight for if the it's Ravens. It's less than three. And a half. Two and a half. Oh, four. So yeah, I want no part of it. It's three. Yeah. Okay, I might do that. So then you 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 pick one then. All right. Yeah, I am going to do that. Yeah, you you would feel more comfortable taking the Ravens definitely than the, than the you you like the Bears, right?
1: I mean, I don't like the Bears. I, I kind of felt like I might be on the sucker side with that. That don't fuck with the Patriots once they get the going. Two,
2: two that I mark to fight you are Patriots and Ravens.
1: I'll let you have both of them if you want them. If you step up like a real man, not that Packers uh-huh. bullshit that you're costing us wins.
2: Well, we'll see. Washing my Patriots
1: millions do. down the toilet.
2: You owe we'll me. See if it's you might owe half. me like
1: you owe me like 750 grand.
2: Yeah, I at least that. Um we'll we'll see what that line is, but I want to hear others. So you're saying Titans. I want to hear you have at least a half confident one, or no?
1: I don't I really didn't like this. You know, I as I said, like the lines that I made are pretty much the lines that ended up being, and then they like moved yeah. toward me. The Titans was I, I did make four and a half and it's six and a half. Okay. And I All do right. think the spot is good, but the Chargers have just killed me so much. But again, just like the Rams, you can't have a past. You just have to go right. in the present.
2: Okay. And All I, right. We'll I, we'll I think
1: the Chargers could just crush them, but there's a lot of crazy randomness. It's in London. It's a pretty big line in a neutral field.
2: No, it is, for sure. No, I, I, ha- I guess I'm on I would
1: take though. the Titans if, if I had to choose. If I had to choose one more, I pro- I, I like the Bengals a little and the, yeah, probably the Bengals. If okay. I had to choose
2: All another right. one. All right. Well, we it's, have. I
1: that- could see the Redskins, but not, I'm not feeling it.
2: Okay. All right. Well, that gives us a uh, 7 if you count the Bengals and we'll we'll comp- we'll shop the lines. Obviously, that's going to be we'll shop a the lines. So, let's let's, let's
1: just let's just recap. Our definites are we're taking the Thursday night game, we're taking the Cardinals, we're taking the Jaguars over the Texans, and we're taking the Niners over the Rams. And then yes, the possibilities, a- there's two out of 4 of these, either the Bengals, either the Ravens, either the Titans or the Patriots. 2 out
2: yep. of 4. Yeah, I say shopping, but what I mean is we'll see the actual Super Contest we'll lines. lines.
1: But it'll be two yeah. of those four. Alright,
2: okay. right, cool. So We'll do that. And then, uh, of course, I was going to ask you things like, you know, your opinion on Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson's breakup. Uh, but uh, in all seriousness, I, um, know,
1: I don't know who those people are.
2: In, in all seriousness, the, the, the Saudi Arabia stuff, you know, with the journalists was the only, the, the main political type, like political, everyone to frame it. That, that was the only real serious thing I wanted to ask you about. But uh, you said you had stuff on your mind as well. So the floor is yours, Liz.
1: Yeah, there's just, there's just one thing I noticed. Two things I noticed. One is, and again, like, I'm not a Trump guy, but like, it's really getting crazy, like the the news media. So I don't know if you heard that, like Trump seemingly went on a, a long speech in Ohio or somewhere, praising Robert E. Lee, the Confederate general. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Uh, yes, I have. And did you hear what the deal is with that?
2: Well, no, I don't know anything. No, I don't, I'm not going to act like I know much about that. No, okay. I don't, so I he, don't.
1: Uh, so it was reported and it showed up all over my Twitter feed that Trump starts praising Robert E. Lee, okay, like this Confederate general, the general of the slave owning racist South, basically. Yes, of right. And everyone's like aghast. And then the next day or a few days later, NBC issues a correction saying, actually the guy he was speaking about was Ulysses S. Grant, the Northern general who was president of the United States. Okay. So how many tweets, you know, it's just, how can you make that mistake? You know, everyone said, if you listen to the speech, it's obvious he was talking about Grant, but they made this mistake because they're just, they've got this meme going. They've got this, you know, this, crazy confirmation bias that everything sounds like that and you then you start to look back and like how much of the reporting are we getting this just basically like they had an idea to make him like this they think he's like this their audience wants to hear more of it and so they just start fitting the the mold they start reporting the facts to fit the mold
2: yeah that's weird because i think yeah i must have seen some sort of headline or something about if you don't even follow up on it you just think i (laughs) I,
1: i just somebody you know i follow a lot of guys who like pay attention to that stuff but if i didn't i would have no idea so no he was ne- that was something that did not happen so hmm. that to me was like what the hell like, how many other have, things are like that
2: how many of those have happened yeah oh, you don't I'm sure
1: or or just you know maybe not that egregious where it's just factually wrong but the slant with which something is reported
2: right right you
1: know and to me that's like that's really bad like you lose credibility you know the media people don't trust them why do you think they don't trust them because they're just trying to play up to their audience you know the pe- yeah. they think people want to hear that and the other thing that happened with him, too, was, you know, there's a whole Kanye West thing, comes to the White House, says he's the crazy motherfucker in the White House, and it was just kind of funny, like, talking like that at the Oval Office. And, and then Trump said, either before that or after that, he said something like, um, you know, we need criminal justice reform, because I think that's part of why Kanye West was ostensibly in the White House. And Trump said something like, you know, the criminal justice system's been very unfair to a lot of people, it's been very unfair to black people or African-Americans, whatever he, whatever he said. And, well, that's just true, right? Obviously, it's been unfair if you look at stats. But, like, that was not widely reported, at least in my, not like I'm, like, searching all the news, so maybe I'm not the best uh, representative recipient, you know, sample, but, like, like they just, you know, what about that? Like, he said that. Now, maybe he's just doing it for PR, maybe he's, you know, he's got, you know, whatever. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying that, like, everything that he says that sounds racist, and maybe he does say a lot of things that sound racist for real, that's like, you know, poured over, reported, taken in, like, the most negative possible intention, the most negative light. And if he ever either, you know, doesn't say something and they report it, it's like barely corrected, or if he actually says something that clearly would be the opposite of what you would think, nobody hears a peep about it. Nobody makes anything of it. They're not like, oh, Wow, he said that. i I wonder how. How does that fit into your thesis that he's this huge racist? Nobody, no, it's nobody yeah. quite. Nobody makes that comment. It's just like ah, whatever. They they either like dismiss it like it didn't happen, or if they have to acknowledge that it happened, he was like, oh, he's just trying to, he's just trying to pander for votes or whatever. But like that's what politicians do. They pander. You know, I'm not really sure. So th- that was just something that I feel like.
2: So There's what's the answer to something like me or, you know, that would just turn you off in politics. You just can't believe anything you hear of this media these days. Like what, what, what is the answer?
1: I think the answer is just, you know, trust reliable sources that you cultivate on Twitter or on wherever, and and then be very skeptical of them too. But just, you know, try to find the people that <laughs> just seem skeptical to,
2: of everything. well, you yeah.
1: should, but like, then you start to trust people. Don't trust them. Like, okay, that this guy's infallible, right? Like, let's say you listen to this podcast and you and I have conversations and, some things we got wrong You trusted me That there were more people Living that had died Remember that You trusted me on that yeah, and well, then you I, got,
2: Very good Yes Yes I and do you get,
1: And you look like an idiot Right You look mm-hmm. like a fool In front of your friends So uh-huh. you know Whatever Sometimes you can go wrong Trusting somebody But
2: um, But I think no, That's you, good advice No that's a great point that's, that, no, I that, called that, him, that, You know
1: <laughs> I'll read Glenn Greenwald You know I, I'm like I trust that guy He's not I don't agree with him On everything But I know that he's I, I don't know But I Feel like he's sincere Has some skin in the game I, I like to read Nassim Taleb. He's not really a reporter, but he's a philosopher of sorts. And I like to read his stuff. I like to read Scott Adams. Who's the-
2: yeah, I was going to say on Rogan, Rogan's Pod, he was talking about your guy Scott Adams. I thought of you. He was Scott just Adams about- is,
1: is, you know, he's, I don't agree with everything he says. I think he's off base sometimes, but I think he's sincere. You know, I don't know if he's sincere. I don't, you know, I don't even want to put that in. I just think that, like, his information checks out usually. You know, I don't see him making up a lot of BS. I don't. I don't see. No, I, it I got really, you.
2: No one's perfect, and there, uh, no one's infallible. And you've got to. It takes work, basically, what you're saying, to figure out who do you trust and who to. You know, who, who, who. Every spe- like, do you have like different like specialty, like basically, or is it you just encompassing it all? Like, do you, what do you do? Do you do like a Twitter list for politics?
1: No, I just I have my people that I follow that I like, and if someone else comes up, then I'll follow them. There's this guy Michael Krieger I've mentioned him before. I mean, yep. he's yep. he's pretty like in his own view of things, which is. I think maybe extreme, maybe not, maybe he's right. But I find it an interesting perspective and I, I feel the guy's sincere, like he's trying to figure it out. And there's just like a bunch of guys, that guy, Michael Tracy, I started following him again. He's a, annoying sometimes, but I feel like he's pretty like sincere in what he's doing. Like, I, I just try to find the guys who are trying to just, you know, they're not agenda driven, trying to virtue signal or anything. They're just trying to tell it like it is. And and I, I heard this, it was either Nassim Taleb or somebody who was talking about how You know, the news, you used to get the news, you'd go to the barber and he'd tell you something that he heard around town and then when you're done with your haircut, you would tell the fishmonger who was selling you the fish and he'd tell you something else that he heard and news was sort of like, you'd take it in and you'd give it out. Everybody was sort of involved in the process of passing along news, but then when the TV got invented and there were like these broadcasts, you know, people just were passive recipients of the news. It just came from your TV, like the news is this and that's not actually been around that long newspapers and tv telling you what's going on and you not being involved in the dissemination or the you know curation of it and i think that that is an aberration in human history that's what he was saying and i it, it kind of makes sense like social media is actually a more natural it's just got way more reach than people used to do walking around town but it it's it's a more natural way to get the news you you have to be an active participant you can't just trust cnn or some bullshit like that that has a you know owned by a you know, giant corporation and has agendas it has you know lobbyists it's got people getting money going back and forth and so i just think the the solution to the the problem of fake news and non-trustworthiness is cultivate your own sources be be you cannot be a uh passive recipient you have to be active you have to go get
2: the news totally man all makes sense um that's all I got. You got anything else?
1: No, that's it. That's it.
2: All right. Good times. We really need to bounce back. Dude. I mean, a two-three was a pretty like depressing. I've been depressed all week because of it. We need to like step we're, up. We're seventeen,
1: twelve, and one, and you know we're not dead yet, but we need a four and one. We need to one But and you're
2: oh. right. There was a moment in the morning. I guarantee it was my fault. I think I turned to Carly and I said, "We're about ready to be three and one, wasn't it? Right? It didn't yep. look like we were. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Horrible.
1: I mean, the Rams. It, it was a not really a bad beat. The only bad beat part of it was the fucking refs. They really dicked us on a couple of those. That last drive by Denver. There's a couple yes. of penalties that were total garbage. But anyway, it is what it is, man. We got lucky on the Falcons. I'll just say that. All
2: right. All right. Let's pick it up. All right, man. Good times. Right, man. Take Look. it easy. Talk right, to later. later. Bye.